0: Hey, Tony, I like video games. Hi there, Jake, I like video games too. And this is a brand new spanking episode of Hey, I Like
1: That Game. <laughs> hey, I like that game. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's I'm cool. glad that we <laughs> do that kind of like unconsciously now. I'm always like a little bit concerned, like, oh, what if Tony doesn't do a theme song this time?
1: Oh no, you have to add that little flourish in there. Like it's just, it's part of the whole thing. It's a,
0: every it's single it's time. Okay, you can count inflection. on me. It's <laughs> inflexive. It's
1: inflexive. Yes. Exactly. Production value. How <laughs> have you been doing there, Tony? Dude, I'm doing really good, Jake. Uh But. Best time to be playing video games, my friend. Lots of good always. stuff happening right now. Which is, yeah, <laughs> which is always. To quote my my favorite gaming podcast, Giant Beast Cast, it's the best time to be playing video games. Every day. So, I've been playing some Monster Hunter World, and I think you've been playing some Monster Hunter World. You know, right? somebody somebody talked me into getting some Monster
0: Hunter World. It was, oh, it was you, Tony. It On was. LSD, yeah. It well, yeah, was how you. How you liking it? I... I am really liking it. So yeah. the only other Monster Hunter I played is I played the demo for Monster Hunter 3 on the 3DS, and I played like an hour of it, and the entire time I was just thinking, what the hell is this shit? And I could <laughs> not get into it whatsoever. So then you were like raving about Monster Hunter Worlds. You've been raving about it for a while now, and I just oh, didn't yeah. want to pick it up because... I mean I remembered what happened last time I played a Monster Hunter. And I do suck, yes. True, true, true. <laughs> and then, you know, finally it went on sale on Steam, the Steam Summer sale, and you know, I just wanted to play some games with you again, Tony, so I picked it up. And it's a it is a learning curve for sure. But Yeah, um, it's
1: it, yeah. Like we've talked about before, it's like it's its own genre of video game. It's a It really game. is. There yeah. is no other video game that is like Monster Hunter. Like it's it's a unique experience and it's it's really good, man. It's, it's really good. I'm glad to see that you're, like, picking it up.
0: Yeah. It's like a Dark Souls meets a, a Shadow of the Colossus meets, like, a Final Fantasy. There's so many different, like, meets genres. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, like, and- different genres that kind of, like, glom together in this one game in such a unique, fascinating way. So I've been playing it for um, a little over ten hours now, and a good amount of that with you, Tony. And mm-hmm. like at this point, I feel like I'm really like I've really gotten the game. I've really gotten all the mechanics a whole lot. There's still a lot of other stuff in there that I'm unsure how it works. But like at this point in the game, I feel like I've really hit my stride, and I have been I've been loving it. I really have been, yeah. especially playing with other people, uh, especially you, Tony. It's yeah, been a yeah. really good time.
1: It's. Um- and i've told you this before and i've probably said this on the podcast before but like monster hunter is this game where like you need a sherpa you need a guide <laughs> that's going to like teach you the ways of the game because it's very archaic uh my friend josh kind of acted as my sherpa through this game when i first get like started getting into it and now it's like okay i know it well enough where i can like kind of pass on the knowledge it's it's super cool and like the the other thing that i like about it that i've heard um likened before by other, like, games journalists is that, like, Monster Hunter is kind of like a fighting game as well. Like, each weapon is Everything's like system. a fighting game to you, Tony, okay? It's true. It is. <laughs> Everything is a fighting game. <laughs> it's, like, every weapon plays so differently, so it's like, yeah. it's like learning the game all over again, I guess, a little bit when you pick up a new weapon. Like, I'm always used to play Insect Glaive, but now I play, like, Hammer all the time and Heavy blow gun. so it's like and there's so many other weapons to play with. Oh my god, so good. Um,
0: yeah, and I've just been sticking with the same weapon the whole time thus far, the long sword, which is, which is really fun. And I'm not sh- I can't say this about other weapons in this game, but it has a... Like, the mechanics of it are easy to begin to understand, but difficult to f- learn how to fully utilize in combat. And yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm really starting to get that finally with the long sword, and it's very rewarding. Um, this right. game is just, like, dense in a way that is frustrating at times, but once you put in the work to really get to understand it, it's rewarding in such a way that not a whole lot of games are.
1: I I completely agree. I completely mm-hmm. agree. This is the type of game that um, I want to sit down and give it some time, because I... As soon as you hit like certain thresholds in the game, like, like I was telling you before, like there's kind of gates in Monster Hunter. the The first is like fighting your the first Anjanath, which is like a fire breathing T Rex chicken monster. <laughs> um, and it's like the heart It's like the hardest first monster to fight against. And you get your ass kicked over and over again. And once you finally take it down, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of get this. And then the game kind of just adds layers on after that, putting like these little gates in front of you that's like once you figure this out you'll figure out a whole new portion of this game and it's once you get past all that you get to the end game like where i'm at it's like okay now it's perfecting those skills it's like okay this monster is going to be way tougher than any of the other ones before but it's just the it's the same monster just has you know more hp like if it hits you once or twice you're dead kind of thing Um, yeah so that now you have to get the execution down correctly yeah uh, it's it's great. That game's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Uh I've been playing a few other games. Two of them I'm gonna hold off on till probably like the next episode when I put more time into them. Um but I just want to say on the record, on air to Tony, that I played Cadence of Hyrule and that mm-hmm. game is so much fun. Yeah, I can't I can't recommend it enough. It is a really good time. It's a short playthrough not like obscenely short but you've, you snap through it pretty quickly and there are some moments of like frustration uh, with the difficulty but never in a way that uh, kind of pushed me away from the game so that game is really good really fun highly recommend it um, and I love the rhythm mechanic to it
1: yeah, yeah I think that game gets a solid hey I like that game recommendation Ab- like, yeah, that
0: hey, is- hey I like that game for me too
1: yeah, that game is really fucking solid. I'm glad I'm glad you finally got to play it. I knew you'd love that game. Um, yeah. What about you, Tony? Are you playing anything? You know, I've played a lot of little things here or there, not put a lot of time into a couple different things, so I don't necessarily want to talk about that stuff. But the one thing I, I did want to talk about that I've been having a blast with lately is Overwatch. You know, I played a lot of that game uh, when I first started... Uh, when it first came out and then I kind of lost interest a little bit and I've let uh, a couple of characters come out without really touching them and now that I've come back it's like oh this game's really fresh again like you have some new characters like uh, I haven't played since I think Ash came out so like I have to play with her and like um, can't remember the other healer's name but uh, he's pretty interesting they just announced a new character Sigma that looks really cool so yeah I've been getting back into Overwatch and, and really liking it uh, I I started playing with Moira today and oh man so good she's so much fun.
0: Yeah yeah, I know I played a like I'm kind of with you. I haven't played that game a whole lot since it since it came out and I think I've let it sit on the shelf for longer longer than you have. Um but the other day you and I did play some games yeah. with with another friend and I mean like I wasn't doing great nor was our team but it's still really fun like that game more so than i think a lot of other games like even like hots or something that you and i have played a lot of even when you're losing like i still feel like i'm having a really fun time playing
1: absolutely i completely agree but jake what are we talking about for this episode
0: well, we don't want to dawdle too much with you and I uh, chatting about what we have played because we have a guest on this episode and he is going to help us talk about an RTS classic called Total Annihilation. So stick with us, and then after this little break right here, we're going to dig into our titular game
1: Total Annihilation.
0: Hey everybody, Jake here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hey Like That Game. If you're enjoying the show and want to reach out to Tony and I, you can email hey I like that game at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Like That Game, and you can follow us on Facebook for updates. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Alright everybody, welcome back to Hey I Like The Game. We're going to talk about this episode's game, Total Annihilation, and we have ourselves a guest today. Uh, So Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Hey guys, uh, yeah, I'm Andrew, I am, first of all, I want to thank both of you for having me on the show. Um, Our McMahon pleasure. And I, uh, nothing's better than a good old gaming podcast, so uh, <laughs> uh, Jake and I have quite the history together. Um, we grew mm-hmm. up in the same neighborhood, uh, we had many a sleepover where all we did was play video games. So yep. we, uh, as soon as I heard that he was having a gaming podcast, I thought, my goodness, what better, what better way to reconnect than uh, talk about all we did in our childhood? So uh, I live, I still live in Lansing, Michigan. I am a writer by trade, and uh, I'm currently attending uh, Michigan State to uh, study along those lines. And uh, no pun intended, I guess. <laughs> um, and, uh, I didn't
0: even, I didn't even know that pun. You got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got it. There we go. Um, and I currently am working at Razor Edge Games as a lore master, um, <laughs> which, which is just—it's st- the
0: coolest. That's the coolest job description. I, I mean, want you to know that you
1: know. I like it. You know, you've won at life, and you can put that on your resume. <laughs> that's like, that you like—that was my job title, lore master. So your sick. business
0: card says lore master, <laughs> and it's bound in leather. <laughs> well,
2: depending i mean more likely to be bound in griffin skin but depending on how <laughs> we uh depending on the job i apply for i might not want lore master on my resume yeah, fair enough. um nah. yeah, any but, job that
0: uh, doesn't like the description lore master is not a job worth having <laughs> that sir is a valid point
1: <laughs> well we thank you uh for joining us this episode we're, we're really excited to start talking about this game uh Total Annihilation. So what, RTS from, what'd you say, 1993, Jake? 1997. So this
0: was the same launch year as Age of Empires, and it Ah. came out a year prior to StarCraft.
1: Oh, wow. So, um,
0: yeah, like uh, a little bit of I mean, there's not really any history. That was all the history I had notes for. I'm not sure why I was going to say a little bit of history, because we just, we just got it all. <laughs> That's the history. history. <laughs> see, see 10 seconds ago. But this was... Andrew was talking about how we were, were neighbors and would hang out a whole lot. I remember uh, specifically Majora's Mask... Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls: Oblivion oh, and my this game were like what we would really play a lot of. We would have uh, like land parties in your in your basement playing this game oh, back and forth a whole lot. And I had to stop playing. I couldn't play against Andrew. We would have to like, team up against the computer because anytime I played against him, he would kick my ass. Right. <laughs> so I had to I had to stop doing that.
2: <laughs> well, it was the advantage. Um, so my eldest brother was playing Total Annihilation. So when when I was a kid, one of the one of the reasons I got into RTSs and frankly video games at large was first of all Jake watching you play Zelda in your basement. I remember that's what got me into console gaming. But I used to sit and watch my brother play Total Annihilation. I. For years, I just I did It's like I didn't realize that I could play too. I just sat there and watched him, um, <laughs> like a peasant. I mean, it was absurd. But it it seemed to have ingrained in me because I am a huge RTS guy now. I you know I love the Total War series. But it's funny because any RTS I play, I inevitably end up comparing it to Total Annihilation. And now, of course, uh, comparison is the death of all joy but it's impossible (laughs) not to compare video games that are so similar within the same genre. And to this day, I still find Total Annihilation to be the best RTS ever created.
1: Wow. Wow. That's a statement. That's a statement. Now... um, It's it's a bold
2: statement, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's interesting, like... I'm not a fan of RTS really at all. Like it's it's my least played and I have the least amount of enjoyment with this genre. But I do find some of the, like their twists on it to be really engaging. Like the fact that like the economy is like, okay, there's infinite of everything. You just have to build your economy. Yeah. And once that engine is moving, then you can just do whatever you want. So like I find that to be really cool about this game, but I don't like Doing that, like I don't like the act of like <laughs> building the engine to, to power the warship, you know. But I will say yeah. that is something that is really cool about this game, and,
2: and that's that's totally fair. And I understand uh, because most people, frankly, have not played Total Annihilation. It was it was a very it was it was sort of a cult a cult hit back in its day. But most RTSs have a cumbersome bureaucratic. Uh, economical system that makes, <laughs> yeah. people, that makes people not want to play it. Exactly. Right, right, right. So yeah.
0: I, I guess like a little bit of a, a background on the gameplay of this game just for anybody listening who hasn't played this before. So there are two resources that you collect. There's metal and then there's energy. And on most maps there are like certain nodes in which you can collect metal, but energy is just like whatever. You can make buildings and collect a whole bunch of that. So it's not like you're sending like Age of Empires, you're not sending villagers to go like mine gold and walk back and forth between the mining building. It's like you build an energy collecting building, you build a metal collecting building and it's just going to keep doing that in perpetuity. So you're not bound by micromanaging units to do that or like moving from like searching for one source of gold to another because since one runs out the resources are there. They're going to keep going. You have like a small cap for how much you can store like a lot of other games it's just like it's unlimited how much your stores can increase but in this one it's more about making sure that your output is pretty similar to your input Exactly. and that is a huge difference and one of the things that I think really influences this this game is that at the end like the late game since you're not fighting over like finite resources that it makes it really into like a slugfest of like these late tech giant powerful units just kind of battering back and forth if you're able to get this game going to like like a scrimmage into like the 30 40 minute range
2: yeah exactly and 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 that flexibility that you touched on that's what makes this game so timeless and so genius it's uh you you know so many games uh to any people who like starcraft out there i'm sorry i'm just gonna rail on starcraft because it (laughs) just so happens to be the ugly, deformed, troubled little brother of Star, uh, Total Annihilation Ooh, in my eyes. Shots yes. fired. Yeah, shots <laughs> fired. I know. Um, you know these games, uh, StarCraft, Total Annihilation. So many. They devolve into a mass clump off where literally you're just you're, you're you're spamming one unit type. You're trying to spam as many as you can, and you're just sending a giant clump of it to see if you can wash over the enemies like a wave. And total annihilation, even in these late game scenarios, does not devolve into that. It 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 encourages a tactical flexibility where if you if you send a mass unit spam, uh, they will be able to take uh, an army will be able to take you out with a well placed defensive emplacement or uh, a, a unit that is strong against it. And that you know that's another really interesting. Um, You know, one of the staples of RTSs is is that there's unit, you know, unit A is strong against unit B, which is strong against unit C. And I think that that rock, paper, scissors thing is such a crutch uh, that developers lean on. And and I, I hate it. Total Annihilation does away with that. And instead of making each unit to be relative to another unit... They just make units with a wide range of attributes, such as how quickly do their turrets spin, uh, how fast do they move, what's the cooldown on their firing. You know, instead of having it be a game of Tacto, I mean, this is total annihilation is a game of chess because there's so many different factors. You know, there's of course aircraft, so you think, well, okay, I need an in a traditional RTS, you'd think I would need an anti aircraft tower, and all that the anti aircraft tower can do is shoot down the aircraft. Not so in total annihilation. While you're best off combating aircraft with an anti aircraft uh, unit or tower, any unit can attack aircraft, some are just better than others. And it, you know, you don't get shoehorned into th- this thing where you're just waiting to see what the enemy is building so you can make what counters that and they make what counters that. It, to me, those that's a really that's not really an interesting dynamic. And I, and I love how Total Annihilation has so many unique uh, attributes that makes every engagement different.
0: Yeah, very very well said. And um, I definitely I, definitely get that and understand that. Like are are a few times where, like in a skirmish or even a, a campaign map, I would try to just like spam a whole lot of the the lightest unit that was easiest to build a whole lot of. Yeah, uh, like I think like the peewee. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the peewee, which is uh, one of like the little K bots for the I guess the good guy side. And you can make you could make like thirty of those. Oh yeah, and do an early an early game rush, and like you know the the commander and maybe like a couple turrets will easily be able to handle that sort of thing. So it's not like you can do. I guess uh, to borrow the term, like a Zerg Rush sort of early game because I think the way the game is balanced lends a lot more towards keeping your own balance base safe in order to develop the tech more, because I think this game just wants to show off its late tech units, yes. because there's some really cool stuff there.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing that this game does really well is that it does, like, size and scope really well, because, like, you can make massive armies in this game. It's really oh, cool. yeah,
0: And, like, of big units, too. Like, if yeah. you want to build ten peewees, which are, like, the, like, that's just, like, kind of the easiest early game, lightest unit to build but then if that goes against a tech 2 level heavy tank then all 10 of those things are going to die before they can take it out this really emphasizes getting to quality over quantity
2: yeah Yeah, and and Jake what you mentioned um, touches on one of the other coolest aspects of this game and that's uh, there are consequences within the game outside of just winning and losing so you know in other RTSs you know of course you win or you lose but it's right there you're just trying to reach the 51 percent uh preponderance and then uh you're basically assured a victory you get 0.1 ahead of your enemy keep the spam flood going and you're gonna win eventually you're gonna wear them down but in Total Annihilation, there's so many interesting variables. So, uh, like you mentioned, if you want to rush the enemy base early, um, the commander, which is the, the central unit of the game, which is, again, it, it could be a combat unit or a building unit, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I love that. It, it, when it gets destroyed, it has an enormous explosion, which destroys everything on the screen. So that prevents, in a lot of ways, rushing. And the commander also has a really powerful uh, gun called the D-Gun, the, the disintegrator D-gun.
1: gun The D-Gun. Yes,
2: <laughs> which destroys anything on first contact. Which so is so
1: cool. I love
2: it's that. It's so cool, exactly. So, um, you know, your main unit, y- you could send him into combat and have him on the front lines, sure, he's a beast. But if you lose your commander, there are some serious consequences, but the game isn't over. You didn't lose yet. So right. it's so easy for one team to have the advantage, and then, oh, uh, I sent in a strike force of bombers and took out their commander. I blew a huge hole in the middle of their energy production. This entire match just swung on a dime. And I love that about this game.
1: Right. Yeah. It, like, that scenario that you just, like, built up, like, that sounds like such a cool... Happening, and it's like that shit never happened in my games, you know, like things like that never happened. Maybe it's because I was playing through like the story campaigns, which granted, there's a lot of campaign there, there's a lot of uh,
0: there, really is.
1: There's a ton of missions, and it doesn't the story in this game isn't like a Blizzard game where it feels like it's telling this really well rounded story. It seems like that, like the story parts kind of on the edges of this game, or at least in my opinion, but. I, I bet if I was playing a like more skirmishes and kind of thinking about it in terms of like always just playing the gameplay elements and not playing a campaign where they've put you in like this scenario and then you have to like figure out the puzzle of of winning it maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more but um yeah i I will agree the uh the commander unit is like one of my favorite things about this game because it acts like a queen you know it's like here is. Yeah like a queen from chess like this is this thing can do a ton but if you get rid of it that's a a title change, like a title wave shift in momentum it's it's interesting
2: absolutely and uh, well uh, quick side note if we're talking about the total annihilation campaign we have to discuss the fact that james freaking earl jones is the one narrating it
0: um, really, I so, didn't realize yeah, that yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he
2: is. It's Darth Vader on, on the mic for you. Exactly. That's so so okay. So crazy. That.
0: So this is like this is the best transition as ever I'm gonna get. So like, there's James Earl Jones doing the uh, narration uh, voice, which is super rad. But also, the soundtrack for this game kicks so much ass.
2: Amazing. So my, uh, I, I might have mentioned in my background, I'm also a, a musician, and so uh, that's one of the biggest things that jumped out to me. Uh, Jeremy Soule is the composer. Hell yeah! You might know him from games like Oblivion and Skyrim, with some of the best soundtracks in gaming, and um, the orchestral, uh, just chaos. It's just, it's fantastic. And after 22 years, I still love every song on the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, and it's like a little bit dynamic too, and it's it's full blown orchestral music. This isn't like a like a sixteen bit sort of rendering. It's like it's balls gorgeous. to the walls music. Yeah, and it's a it's dynamic too. So there are like three, I think, different tracks that will start to pick up when combat hits, and every single time that drops, I get so excited. Oh and yeah, this I, I I like especially given the age of this game, the soundtrack is is so good like i can't think of any other rts or really game in general that has had as compelling and like impactful soundtrack
2: yeah you know if i was cornered by a pack of wild dogs and i got Mm -hmm. one music
0: loving wild dogs
2: yeah exactly (laughs) and if i got if a genie came and said listen i'll give you one wish to get out of this situation i'd just be like could you just play the total annihilation soundtrack for me yeah
1: just get get it going I like this scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Wolves, but there's a genie. (laughs) What do you wish? Orchestra.
2: Yeah, no, Um, it's 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 a great uh, compliment, and uh, you you know it's. It's one of the many things that adds the the timeless air to the game um you, you know some of the uh some of the innovations that Total Annihilation made are so fantastic uh, jake you touched on it earlier with the uh the streaming economic system which is yes uh, yeah and, and that is so great because instead of having to have this anchor around your neck where in your mind you, these, all these things are stacking up and you say, okay, when I get 400 wood I can finally build this. You could just lay it down and say, how does this balance against my current economic output? That's one mm-hmm. of my favorite. Uh, I think one of the best ones for the combat though is that Total Annihilation is one of the only RTSs and one of the first that has uh, 3D geography done right, and let me tell you, that adds such an element to the game. Where you know, if you want to put a heavy turret on top of a hill, it's going to increase the range, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be able to shoot at something right in front of it, charging right up the hill if the turret has a big base. And so, you know, having that geography keeps every match fresh and interesting, and uh, it really you know the uh, in in Starcraft, you're just mashing units, and they just stand there and just shoot each other. I can't think of anything more boring than that. Where they're it's literally they're having a stare off, and they just so happen to be shooting each other at the same time. And and, and you know, or or you got these little tricks where it, it's basically a carpal tunnel uh, party where you're trying to like <laughs> kite and doing those those really annoying clicking you know the whole part about starcraft is what's your ap have you guys the apm actions per minute which is how fast you can click
0: absolutely yeah yeah
2: yeah Yeah, what how is that fun uh it's a mouse clicking contest which trust me that i'm sure that has merit in some places of the world but it's not (laughs) what i'm looking for out of my rts's so it's really nice to be able to have combat that feels like combat and not a mouse clicking contest yeah, can, if I feel like about, okay.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Tony, because I we'll want to know more about what you've said about this game. Because I think I feel like Andrew and I have just been going back and forth about yeah. all our all yeah. our different like loves of all the great things we've just been know, like kicking you, can, you out. You, you can
1: <laughs> well, you can tell you guys played a ton of this game, and it's like, it's very fundamental for you guys. And like coming at it as like I've never heard of this game really before this. Uh, and not liking these type of games. It's like, I agree with some of your guys' points, but some of it's more like, yeah, but that's not interesting to me. Something that we were kind of moving towards I want to bring up is like, so we're talking about the interface, right? You were talking about having to do micro versus macro controlling of units. Uh, I don't think this game controls very well. You know, maybe it's that I'm not good at RTS in general, but I feel like I never had really good solid control over like grouping of units or like moving individual units and targeting things. I felt like the pathing on some of the enemies were really bad. Like they would bump yeah. into each other a lot and they take weird routes to get places. Like that was really, really frustrating to me because like I'm I'm not good at these type of games and then when the the game system is butting up against that even more, it's like, Well what the fuck? You know, like it's it's very frustrating, um in that mm-hmm. regard for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean the and it, uh, no matter how great something is, unfortunately, the ravages of time show in some right. places more than that's others. That's yeah. Um, that's
0: a perfect way of putting it.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know. Thankfully, um, Total Annihilation has an extremely, to this day, which is remarkable to me, has an extremely robust mo- um, modding community, oh, which is really? oh yeah. It, I mean, oh to yeah. This I remember day.
0: you and I downloading some of mods uh, way oh, back then, yeah. Andrew.
2: And so, exactly. So, it, it's great that, uh, Tony, I, I absolutely hear some of those concerns. I mean, the, the the base game, you can't get around the fact, no matter how clever the developers are, it's 1997 AI, which is, uh, you know. Um, yeah. So, thankfully, you know, if you're open to modding, um, you can get something that really cleans up all of those rough edges. That's that, may, Yeah, so...
0: Well, okay, uh, at this point, Andrew, I think I might have to tell you something that would uh, that might disappoint you. Oh, dear. So I think if you're at all interested in this game um, and you want to play something that's had a lot more time to develop and a little bit more quality of life improvements. So there is a spiritual successor to this game called Supreme Commander oh, that yeah. came out in 2007, and Andrew... Gun to my head situation. I think I think Supreme Commander is a better game.
2: Yeah, I remember you playing that a lot, and you being super into that. And um, you, you know, I I think I'm obviously so biased to the point that I, I'm I'm trapped back in 1997, and you yeah, know, not just <laughs> playing this game, but my maturity, prepubescent level of uh, <laughs> overall cognizance. But um, yeah, no, I uh, it, it it does. I agree that those modifications and bringing it into the new age, is uh, there's a lot of great aspects to that. I'm still prone to viewing Total Annihilation through the lens of 1997, though for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. um, Supreme Commander does a ton of things right. And um, it just there's a little bit less of the dynamic nature to me because some of the units have been streamlined and they edge a little bit more towards tic-tac-toe, you know, that sort of formula. And, um, you know, some of the really, uh, frankly, bizarre, uh, uh, nuance, nuances of the game. They sort of, they sort of streamline it. So I'm thinking, you know, Jake, you know, when a structure gets destroyed and it gets turned into a giant chunk of metal, um, You know, you can Mm -hmm. use, in Total Annihilation, you can use that big chunk to defend your base. You know, if your base is getting crushed, instead of reclaiming it for resources, you can leave it up and say, I'm going to use it for a wall. As, like, impromptu
0: walls. Yeah.
2: It's just little things like that that I found uh, absent in Supreme Commander that sort of led me to think, you know what, I'm so glad a spiritual successor for this came out but it didn't strike the same chord as good of a game as it is. I I absolutely agree Supreme Commander's awesome.
0: Yeah, well that's uh that's a good point and it's true that there's a lot more I mean almost like uh quirks of the time that that's probably like a almost like a necessary thing that was included in Total Annihilation, but it does make it a whole a whole different beast. And because of that, they are as much as they are similar, there are still those differences there that I can understand you not getting behind, maybe so much as me, who was granted probably a more a more casual Total Annihilation player than you were.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm a cult. Uh, uh, I'm like uh, a cult master. I like come to my <laughs> house. I'm like giving you an IV of Total Annihilation Kool Aid and like, yeah. like like Clockwork <laughs> Orange status, ripping your eyes open and forcing you to watch me play all night. So. Mm.
1: Um, Nobody has talked about this part of the game yet that I that was really frustrating to me. Uh those meteor showers, man. The RNG of those meteor showers, fuck that. Fuck that's pretty that.
2: funny that you mentioned that cuz I think I think it's only on, like, a handful of maps. But, like, yes, I will confess, I never played those maps. I hate the meteor showers.
1: So, like, I just kind of randomly clicked around the campaigns and, like, was clicking just kind of needlessly around to see what uh, the game had to offer. And I had one of those. It was the worst. It was the absolute worst.
2: You know, Um, it's it's funny because I appreciate what they're trying to do. And you see that in multiplayer games now. A a multiplayer game nowadays... um, they, they're all. It's all about dynamic maps. It started with that Xbox game, Black, uh, way back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember that. But it's environments that change it can be destroyed and all of that. Sure. And that sort of kicked off a craze. And I can appreciate that they were trying to do that. But the meteor showers suck. And I'm glad they were <laughs> limited to just a few maps. And it an has a, a, a couple uh, strings of the campaign. I, I 100% agree.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Um... It's interesting. I feel like this is the type of game that gets better, better and better the more you play it, and the more like you you learn the ins and outs. So for a guy like me, this is like the worst venue to play a game like this because I'm just trying to see what like the story has to offer. So yeah, it, that that shit was the worst. Um, well,
0: it's it's really hard. One of the things I didn't really give credit to until playing this again was just how difficult the resource management is in this game. Um, Because energy buildings you can build anywhere, but for the metal buildings or the metal resource gathering, there are only certain points on the map in which you can build them. So in order to generate really enough of that resource, which is, again, one of the two resources available, you need to... Manage your energy in a very specific and difficult way. So it took me a long time to once again get used to being able to always make sure that my economy is keeping up with my military. But for the first, I mean, like again, like Andrew and I, we played this game tens of hours back in the day and it took me like a solid like 5 to 6 hours to really get in the economy groove again. So having yeah. to learn that from scratch, I can totally understand as being really hard to do, which is why when I was younger and like really a really noob in this game, there were uh maps in the skirmish mode that are entirely made of places in which you can harvest metal. And like that's really cool cuz then you don't have to worry so much about your economy in those levels, but like there are a whole lot of things that make this game difficult to play, and you know twenty years later, I can see why it makes it even more difficult
2: yeah yeah and, and you know it's it's interesting because i always I always ask myself, okay, so it came out a year before Starcraft um, it never attained the popularity of Starcraft though, and in my mind it's so vastly superior to starcraft it 's not even a question and so I have to ask is why couldn't why couldn't take, uh, Total Annihilation take the crown as the top RTS of the time? And I think a big part of it was, Jake. We remember this. Uh, the multiplayer was extremely difficult. I mean, what did we have to do? We had to like dangle like an open copper circuit like over my yeah like, throat to like. Get we were the, we were five feet
0: away from each other and we could not play multiplayer a good seventy percent of the time.
2: Yeah, it was it was absurd. So. You know that was a huge aspect that held it back um and then also like like you mentioned i mean once you're in the flow of it you know i can sit here and say oh it's so intuitive it's so easy to control but it, you, you know tony you bring up a good point for somebody who's coming in fresh i can i can absolutely see how you're just like okay i don't know how to control these units uh because the unit movement is very deliberate it's uh you know it's not just point a to point b because there's ter- there is the things like terrain and geography and and uh you know the pathing can occasionally struggle that's there's a there's just a curve you know you, you you can't rush you can't lean on a single unit spam that's one of the things that held it back but i also feel it's one of the things that lets it stand the test of time whereas uh, you, you know you, you i look at starcraft and the graphics feel dated all the movements seem Dated. and granted I am playing Total Annihilation with, with a hefty bit of mods but nothing that changes the core gameplay it it seems to have aged rather well despite some of the struggles that you guys have both accurately mentioned
0: oh yeah I'll agree with that too like if you think of the other RTSs of this time you have um, a Command and Conquer uh, Age of Empires and Starcraft 1 all of those sure. came out within like one one and a half years of Total Annihilation and I think that those other three games had sequels that did a whole lot to improve on their uh foundation and I mean Total Annihilation had a spiritual successor with Supreme Commander but of those four initial games I think Total Annihilation has stood the test of time better than any any other one
2: yeah I'm inclined to agree with you and um, you know I to this day, I, 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 when I play new RTSs, I still struggle so much, and I think, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm, like we started with, I'm stuck comparing, I'm stuck at one, I'm, I hate the rock, paper, scissors, um, I miss the dynamic resource management, and the terrain, and the geography, and all of the quirks that that for a new player make you just kind of say what what is why is this thing spinning in a circle but you know you, you sort of you sort of grow to love them after a time and uh it, it all just comes together and it just it feels like a, it just feels great when you're a, when you're an old player so um yeah i, I, I think uh, jake I, I absolutely agree
0: yeah what about you tony what else <laughs> what else you got on this one
1: as much as I hear all the things that you guys say are positive about this, like, this is totally a, hey, I don't like this game. But mainly because I mean, yeah, I don't like RTS. Like, I don't... All the things that you're saying that, um, you love about this game and why you don't you think it's better than StarCraft, better than WarCraft, like, I think I would appreciate WarCraft more, like WarCraft 3 more, because of, like, the focus on hero units and the focus on, like, kind of uh, more evolved storytelling. Like, that kind of stuff will draw me in because the mechanics of this game, of this genre, don't draw me in. So, but yeah, this is totally a hey, I don't like this game.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't know. This is a tough situation because I do like this game, but it reminds me a lot of Tony of our Grandia 2 episode where we yes. both kind of had a lot of good things to say about it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the episode, both of us were hey, I don't like that game because of the difficulties imposed on that game of the time. Mm -hmm. Um and how many better RPGs there are right now. And I think about that a little bit during for Total Annihilation, where like there are games like Supreme Commander, which I personally prefer and a lot of the quality of life improvements from just the times evolving games make it i believe more enjoyable than say right. total annihilation but i still you, just think total annihilation has it. like i don't like not that i won't do it it's just like of the like the 90s rtss this is the one that's really stood the test of time where like i would play this like, I would compare this more to, like, a Age of Empires 2, or a StarCraft 2, or a Command & Conquer, like, Red Alert 2. Like, these are all sequels that came out some years later, and every other game needed time to catch up to where Total Annihilation started. Yeah, exactly. So, because of that, even though I think it's... Uh, there are some more evolved things, and if you're, like, looking for an RTS, if you're uh, at all curious about this, I would say start with Supreme Commander... But I don't think it's too much of a stretch to graduate to the the granddaddy of total annihilation. So I think at the end of the day, uh, this is a hey, I like that game. So yeah, uh, Andrew, that's kind of our scoring system. It's a hey, I don't or a hey, I like. Uh, So now now it's your turn.
2: I would hope that the listeners have gathered as much. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think he's into it. it. I don't think he's into it.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think he's into it, man. There's no way. It's a hey. Yeah, I don't (laughs) like it. I don't like it. (laughs) I knew it. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. You know, it, it, it's, uh, I it's. I look. I I think about how many games do I still realistically play that I played when I was two years old, and um, this is one of them. And I I don't know if it's if there's some weird connection to like childhood I have with it but I still find myself so stimulated when I play that. Um, now, now I will say, I, I don't know if I would still play it without some of the very basic, just um, sweeping mods that say, listen, this doesn't change the game. It just fixes a bunch of these issues. I will add that modifier to that. I don't know if I would play without those mods, but generally speaking, I
0: love this game. Ooh, and I love this game. Whoa. And a yet-too-unheard-of right. level. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Andrew, we really appreciate you coming on this episode. I've been blown away by the, the insight and the thought into uh, all your comments on this game, which I guess makes sense considering that you, you did write uh, a pretty sweeping article about this not too long ago. So, um, I mean, if you want to plug that and anything else that you do, go for it.
2: Yeah, no, and Jake, I appreciate that. Tony, it's been great meeting you, and uh, this is seriously, talking about video games doesn't get much better than that, so I'm I'm honored that you guys had me. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, I am a writer, and uh, I have a website called peasanthandbook.com, and uh, if you can't figure it out, it's because I am a peasant. And uh, I do a lot of video game talk. Uh, my last video game article, I reviewed uh, Metro Exodus, uh, and I like to touch on um, older video games, so, uh, you know, Total Annihilation, the first Metroid Prime for GameCube, uh, stuff like that. And I just, I like to just sort of go over and do a postmortem and say, after all these years... What did that game mean at the time, and what does it mean now? So, uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out, guys. Uh, there's some good video game chats on there. And, uh, yeah, once again, boys, I'm honored that you decided to have me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that that sounds like it's uh, anybody who enjoys this jo- uh, show would enjoy your work a lot. So definitely check that out. We'll have it linked uh, along with this show, at least the article, uh, about Total Annihilation. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Really mean it. Uh, So Jake, do we want to talk about what we're playing next? Yeah, why don't you let the audience know This is a
0: rare one where I I know what it's going to be So why don't you let everybody else know
1: Yeah, so um, normally this show focuses on uh, older games Games from our childhood that, uh, that we want to kind of expose the other person to or, like, examine our nostalgia. Uh, this time, I thought we would try to do something a little bit more modern and do something one level above what we've been doing now. So, um, hey, I like MMORPGs, but um, <laughs> I haven't really got into one in years. Now, Jake has never played an MMO in his entire life. So, Not a once. So... For our next episode, we will be playing Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Uh, (laughs) Yes, this is the second Final Fantasy uh, MMORPG. Uh, I played it... Back in uh, 2013, right around when it first came out. Or, I guess, came out for a second time, but we can talk about that on the episode itself. But um, <laughs> we are both going to be playing uh, this game for about... I-, I would say it'll be about a month of us playing this game before we do our next episode. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple of other interesting things. Uh, I have a, a lot of friends that also play this game, so we're going to be trying to do some streaming content. I have a friend... Uh, who has a mixer where he plays a lot of this game So we're going to you know, be streaming over on his channel a little bit uh, Over the next month And we will have um, at least one guest on next month To talk about um, the world of Final Fantasy fourteen. So uh, this should be really exciting we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to actually like play a game together uh, <laughs> Instead of you know, siloing ourselves, Jake and, and not playing together like we usually do
0: yeah, yeah, that'll be a whole lot of fun. And I think it'll be really fun to uh play a more a more social game.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm very curious to get your uh reflections about what an MMO is because it's uh I have a bit a long history playing MMOs, but I've never been like the type of person who uh, gets to, like, end game or gets to raiding or anything like that, I would play an MMO for, like, six months or so and then drop off it. So I've played a lot of different games, but this one, like, I remember kind of liking this one. Uh, So we're going to give it a shot, and there's, like, some brand-new content that just came out. So it'll be a really good uh, judge of, hey, I like the game, or, hey, I don't like that game, if we decide to, like, play past where we end up before we record. So...
0: Yeah, this one will have a much more uh, practical aspect. So, everybody, if you want to find out what an MMO is, you can tune in to the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game.
1: Yeah! Ouch! Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on. And also drop us a rating and review. It would really mean a lot to us. Thanks. Tune in next time.